So it's been a wonderful 2019. But before we exit 2019 and go into 2020, I want to be able to speak life into 2019. Because whether in 2019, maybe for you, you were like, it was my best year ever. It was the greatest year. Or maybe you're in this room today and you're like, 2019 was rough. It was difficult. I, I mean, I, I, like, like January of 2019, I was like, yeah, the breakthrough, right? Jesus. And then it throat punched me, all right? I mean, it got my jugular. It wiped me out. And maybe that's you in this morning, in this room. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to do this. Regardless of if you had a great year or the worst year in your life, I want you to count it all joy. Count it all joy because you are better Together, together. That's right. Come on, somebody. I love the Apple Watch. Thank you, Jesus, for my wife and Apple Watch. Come on. And uh, so I, I, there's things that buzz on here, but not, it never just uh, does my wife. And so uh, my son, he got one he wanted for Christmas. And uh, he was like, he was saving up for a, uh, a gaming device. He was saving up, doing chores, things like that. And guess what? We don't tell him Santa brought it. We brought it, all right? We brought it, all right? Holly Jolly brought you a cookie, all right? We brought we brought the gaming system. And so the family, we got him his gaming system. He opened it up, went, yes! He's super excited. And then he said, the money I'm saving up to buy this, I'm giving to Legacy. I know, right? I'm doing something right. I'm not messing him up completely, right? And so thank you, babe. And so uh, regardless of how your year was, regardless of how 2019 was, I want you to count it all joy. James chapter 1, verse 2 through 6, it says this, consider it pure joy. And I want to say as a pastor, I don't like this verse. Right? I don't like this verse. Because it says, consider it pure joy, brothers and sisters, whether you face trials of many kinds. So it doesn't say if you face a trial, have joy. It says whenever a trial comes, it's coming. When it comes, I want you to consider it joy. Consider it joy. Count it pure joy when trials come your way because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. When, when trials come our way, it makes our faith stronger. Therefore, we're happy for that. But I don't like that. Because a lot of times when I say, God, grow my faith, right? God, I want my faith to grow. God doesn't just make it grow. He provides opportunities so my faith can grow. And a lot of times our faith to grow has to be stretched. It has to be uncomfortable. It has to go through a trial. And I want to speak a prophetic word to you this morning. That if 2019 was the most stretching and most difficult year of your life, that's because God's stretching you so you can handle the overflow in 2020. If without the stretching, you can't handle the containment of what God is going to give you. So I believe with all my heart the year 2020 for our church, Avenue Church, is going to be the year of overflow. The year of overflow. You can put that cute graphic up because it even sounds better, right, when I say it, right? It's going to be the year of overflow, right? Isn't that amazing? But yeah, it's going to be a year of overflow. I believe that's a word for our church, a year of overflow. And it says this, because the testing of your faith, produces perseverance. Church, we need more Christians that can persevere. More Christians that can persevere. Let perseverance finish its work so you may be mature and complete. So we're going to be focusing on in January. God, how can I be mature and how can I be complete? What's another word for that? How can I be made whole? How can my spirit be full? 
You know, I love perseverance. I always told Levi, perseverance is not quitting. So I've always told Levi, all right, Levi, we're at Bosmas, all right? That's what Bosmas do. We don't quit in Jesus' name. And he's like, yeah, Dad. Well, the other day he was acting up, and I was like, Levi, quit it. He's like, yeah, we're at Bosmas. We don't quit. And I was like, ah, let off. Go talk to your mother, you know. So that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously without finding fault. I, mean, I love that. God will give you wisdom if you ask for it. Here's wisdom through the trial. Here's wisdom through the stretching. Here's some wisdom. And it says this, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask God, he gives generously. But when you ask, you must believe and do not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. What I'm going to focus on today is I'm going to focus on the power of our words. If you said 2019 was terrible, I'm going to believe you because there's power in your word. But if you had a terrible 2019 and you said, you know what, I count it all joy. I'm glad I went through that because it made me who I am today. And I believe God for a better 2020. Because church, I'm here to tell you, we got to persevere. We're not going to quit. We don't, we're not victims victims in this thing. Jesus died on a cross. He resurrected from the dead, and he is now our Savior. So we don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. You better back up because I'm already victorious. But the thing is, we could clap at that, but we got to say it and act like it and believe it. So 2020 is a year of overflow. 2020 is going to be my greatest year yet. The best is yet to come. It doesn't matter what happens. It's still my greatest year. Because I believe with all my heart, your words dictate your mindset. And your mindset determines your belief. Avenue, can I say, we just need more people. And I, I'm saying in the capital C, in the churches all across America, we need more people counting it all joy and believing for more. That's a good place to say amen. I'm going to try that one more time, all right? We need more people counting it all joy and believing for more. Because the problem is, we're not counting it joy. We're saying, oh, my gosh, this is just terrible. Like, I need a hole to fall and crawl. I need to crawl into a hole and just die. This is terrible. And I'm saying, let's count it all joy. Because there's two things we can focus on. The Bible says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But then it says comma. Yeah, period. Next verse. But I have come. God has come. Jesus has come. I have come so you can have life. And life more abundantly. But the problem is, we're always focused on this thing. This is 2019. The, 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 the thief, the devil, he came, he stole, he destroyed, he robbed from me. But I'm saying, you know what? No, Jesus came to give me life and life more abundantly. We need more perseverance. We need more people to say, I consider it pure joy because God's doing a work inside of me to prepare me for what's next. Prepare me for what's next. I believe we can all agree words are a powerful thing. Words, we can speak life, we can speak death, according to James. I love words. I love words. My, my favorite thing about words is that, yes, it's a communication tool, but also words can bring death, but it can bring life. And so my wife and I and Levi, we love to tell each other jokes, right? We did a game this week in the car, and Levi said, the first one to laugh loses, all right? So we looked up bad jokes, hilarious jokes, and I found a good one, all right? You ready for a pastor joke? You know what a pastor joke is? Super corny, appropriate for Sunday morning. That's a pastor joke. You guys ready for a pastor joke? Anyone? Okay, two people. I, I heard a woo. That's my, I heard it. The Lord said unto John, come forth and you'll receive eternal life. But John came fifth and won a toaster. <laughs> ah. 
You guys want another one? You feeling it? I see a couple nods. Some new people are like. <laughs> Why is it? Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess Lorenzo clapping probably, huh? How about another one? Why isn't the koala a bear? He didn't meet the qualifications. <laughs> All right. Anyways, Proverbs 18, verse 21. It says the, the tongue has power of life, which you just experienced right there, a little, little heaven on earth right there. Power of life, but also death. The words we speak can bring life or can bring death. That the words we say can often slay our day. That's Instagramable right there, right? That's tweetable. But the words we say can destroy our year. In year 2020, I'm coming in. I'm, I'm, I love the song we sang today. My breakthrough's coming. It's coming. Why? Because the God's promises. That I, my breakthrough is on the way. So 2020 is the best is yet to come for my life. The 2020 is a year of overflow. So James chapter 1, chap, James chapter 3, verse 1 through 12. If you've got your Bibles, open up your Bibles with me, James 1. Uh, James chapter 2. Chapter 3, 2 through 10. If you've got your Bibles, open it up. If you've got your iPhones, get on the YouVersion app. If you've got an Android or Samsung, keep, just keep it off. It'll just frustrate you anyways. Uh, you can follow along in the Jumbotron, and let's get into this. James chapter 3 says, we all stumble in many ways. Anyone who's never at fault in what they say is perfect. I mean, you know perfect people in your life, right? Or they think that. Okay. And so able to keep their whole body in check. It says this, consider what a great forest that is set on fire by a small spark. See, the tongue is also a fire, a world of evil amongst the parts of the body. It can corrupt the whole body. It sets the whole course of one's life on fire and is itself set on fire by hell. Good morning. Merry Christmas, right? Yeah, geez. So I said all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With our tongue, we can praise our Lord and our Father, and with it, we can curse human beings. Well, on Sundays, we can praise God, but on Mondays, we can curse humans who have been made in God's likeness. Verse 10 says, out of the same mouth comes praise and comes cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not B, we have to be careful on how we're speaking in our language. Our language determines our culture. Our culture determines our surroundings. We have to be careful of the things that we are saying. So before we head into 2020, I have three quick points I want you to remember. Because we're kind of in a, in, a, in a transition right now. We're done with Christmas and had a wonderful Christmas Eve. And three services and a lot of hands went up. And Jesus, people gave their life to Jesus. But next week we're going to start a new series and we're going to get excited for all that God's going to do in January, February. We're turning three. Our church is three years old. We did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. All right. Our church is three and the best is yet to come for Avenue. But I want us to do three things kind of in this in-between season, even during the month of January. Number one, I want you to pause. I want you to Pause. This is hard for me because I don't pause nothing, all right? Like, I, I just don't pause. I, I'm hashtag hustle. Let's go, somebody, right? Soul's got to be one. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. I believe a word for us today is we got to pause. We have to pause. James chapter 3, verse 2, it says, we all stumble many ways. 
And he was never at fault. Says they're perfect. But you know what? If we pause, if we pause, James chapter 3, verse 2, it says we all stumble in many ways. Anyone who's never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. You know what pause does? Pause helps us to check yourself. Have you ever heard this phrase, check yourself before you wreck yourself? <laughs> Somebody like that? Thank you. <laughs> but we got to check ourselves. And the pause helps us to be able to reflect. Pausing helps us to slow down. James chapter 1, verse 19 says, You must be quick to listen, but slow to speak, and slow to get angry. See, when we pause, it helps us to have a little bit of wisdom. When we pause, it begins to help us in our life. See, church, you can't be slow to listen if you don't pause long enough to hear the other person. We have to pause. we got to pause. Do you know how we know that we need to pause? A lot of times I'll sit in a service, I'll hear another preacher preach, and he'll say, we need to pause. I say, I do that all the time. I am good. But then he gives some examples, and you're like, I'm terrible, right? Like, I, like I need to re- rethink this thing. And so here's how we know that we need to pause. Number one, do you finish other people's sentences? Right, do you, like, you're, you're listening to them talk. I see some couples smiling, right? You listen to them talk, you're like, I know where you're going because I'm smarter than you, and I'm just going to cut you off because you're taking forever. I used to live in Birmingham, Alabama. I was like, dear sweet Jesus, just spit it out. You know what I mean? Like, where are you going for lunch today? I think I'm going to go. I don't care, all right? I love you. Number two, do you cut people off? Do you cut people off so much that when they're telling you a story, you're not even listening, but you're there, but you're not physically there, you're not, you're not mentally there. And then when you're telling you a story, you're like, hey, you know what I need to do? And they're like, I'm, just told, I'm telling you a story. It's going to be hilarious. Do you cut people off? Do you finish other people's sentences? Do you cut them off? Or do you assume? Do you assume? I think this is one of the greatest uh, killers in a, in a relationship is that we have assumptions regarding the other person. And that assumption begins to lead us to anger. I mean, it's literally you know, like it could explode. I mean, it's like you see the trash has been taken out. It's like I asked him to take out that trash. He doesn't love me. You know what I mean? Like, what the heck did happen? But the assumptions are assuming something that may not be true. They have to be careful of the assumptions. See, pausing helps me to get my mind off of me and to listen to the other person. But in the morning, in my devotion to prayer, pausing helps me to take my mind off me onto God's word. Because I'm flesh. I make mistakes. It's, I mean, this is tough. This is difficult. The, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And so, God, I need to listen to what you say. You see, oftentimes in a marriage relationship or a dating relationship, we'll begin to blame the other person. We'll call up a, a friend, which I discourage you on that. We'll say, you know what he did or you know what she did. And we'll begin to blame the other person. And I'm here to tell you, when you're trying to highlight their faults, all you're doing is highlighting your heart, the condition of your heart. So I need to pause. I put this up last service so that I have a few compliments for this one. So I was like, okay, good, because uh, there's an acronym. I'm a good pastor, and here's an acronym. acronym is WAIT. And WAIT means why am I talking? How many know you need this today, right, in Jesus' name? You need to wait. What does that mean? You need to ask, why am I 
talking. Are you talking to win the argument? Are you talking to get your own way, to manipulate? Why are you talking? I have to ask this in my own prayer time. God, why am I talking? You're the King of kings, the Lord of lords. You're, omn- you're omniscient. You're omnipresent. You're everywhere. You know all things. I'm going to be quiet. I need to hear what you're saying. I need to pause and I need to wait and say, God, why am I talking? I've had to learn this over the years. Quit talking so I could learn to listen. I had to quit talking so I could learn to listen. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 23 says, watch your tongue. See, this is Bible right here. You're going to love this one, right? Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut and you'll stay out of trouble. Right, everyone, I, we're taking pictures of this right now, right, in Jesus' name. But, man, we got to pause. Keep your mouth shut. We need to pause. So when do I actually pause? Let me give you some few examples of when we should pause. Number one, we should pause when we hear gossip. We should pause. Close our mouth. You'll stay out of trouble. I'm here to tell you, we all know what gossip is. Gossip is you hear something about someone else and you're going, mm, right? And I encourage you, tell leadership, tell someone. But here I'm telling you, it's gossip, right? Don't, we need to give that person the benefit of the doubt. They need to be there so they can state their cause. But I'm here to tell you, Christians in this room, all right? Don't you dare channel gossip through prayer. How do you mean by channeling gossip through prayer? Where you're like, oh, pastor, you need to pray for so-and-so. They are so messed up. You know what they did? It's so crazy. Pray for them, all right? And you're like, no, that's gossip. And they're like, I know. Let me tell this person over here, hey, did you hear about so-and-so? We got to pray for them, right? No. That's channeling gossip through prayer. We don't do that. Still gossip. We're going to give people the benefit of the doubt. Number one is gossip. Number two is judging. It's judging. We need to extend grace to others. Now hear me out. If you're in my small group, I could judge you. The Bible says I could judge according to the fruit. That's iron sharpens iron. But here in the church body, we're just not going to judge. We're not going to judge. Don't you dare judge someone's breakthrough unless you know what they've been through. Man, sometimes we'll judge somebody. They're going, woo, in worship. Or, yeah, they're excited. We're going, like, calm down. And that's the pastor. That's me, you know. Because they've been through some things. And they thought a breakthrough. And the breakthrough is coming. And you can't help but to shout and say, God, I praise you for that breakthrough. I always tell people, why don't you go home with that person? Not like that, but go home with that person. Maybe there's a coworker in your, in your workplace. They drive you crazy, right? They drive you nuts. I want to encourage you, learn about them. Because I've learned long time and time after again, hurting people hurt people. So they're being hurt somewhere. Maybe their home's in, in, in just crazy or, or maybe unbalanced or whatever the case may be. I'm saying, you know what? I'm not going to judge them. I'm going to love them. I put it in my heart. I'm just going to love the hurting. I'm just going to love people. I've learned long ago, don't judge them until you know them. The third one is Negativity. Negativity. Do me a favor this morning. Raise your hand if you know someone who's negative. Look at this. There's all the Pharisees, Sadducees. There's the judgment right here. There's a bunch of judges. Do me a favor. Raise your hand if you're negative. Hey, there's my people out right there. Huh? <laughs> Sometimes I heard. Sometimes. Just not on Sundays. 
can we just put it in our hearts? Because when we're negative, we're speaking curses. We're not speaking life. And there's some people you can find negativity in anything. Yes, even our church. Isn't that crazy? Like, have you ever seen, like, extreme makeover where they're like, move that bus! And the bus moves. It's like a big brand new house. It's like, ah! I picture one of them being like, who's got paid a lot bill? You know what I mean? Like, you just got a house! You just got blessings! But we always find something to be negative about. But I've realized it's not what we say. It's what's in, inside of us. You have to be careful of negativity. And I'm here to tell you, church, I am done about the negative. 2020 is our year of overflow. The enemy has zero power unless we give it to him. So quit giving him power through our negativity. I choose to speak life and not curses. John chapter 6, verse 63 says, It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. If Jesus can do it, I can try to do it. I'm going to speak life. The next one is complaining. Complaining. You're complaining not only ruins everyone's day, but also ruins your day. Complaining is destructive. See, a spirit of discontent can take every, can make even the greatest blessing seem like a burden. And I gotta tell you, I'm so grateful that this church is a generous church. I think that this church, I don't hear all the different things I just listed off. But I gotta tell you, as a father, I have an eight-year-old son, and, and I'll tell Levi, hey Levi, I need you to do that. Like, like, like literally do this. And that thing is like, just touch the speaker, right? Like, I need you to do this quick chore or do this quick thing. And as a parent, how many parents are in the room? We know that we want to reward them if they do that thing. It's not chores or anything like that. But if my son would just go and do it, he can, he can, he can get rewarded for it. But how many know he's eight? So eight-year-olds are like, I don't want to, you know what I mean? It's like, just go over there and touch it. Okay, Dad, my shoe's untied. You're like, I'm going to, you know, like, I'm going to lose my mind, right? He's over here, like, what? I was like, just do it now. And, you know, for me, I'm like, delayed obedience is disobedience. You better listen to me now. In Jesus' name, I made you, I'll take you out. I wonder how many times God is saying, just do that so I can bless you. So I can bless you. But the problem is we won't do that because we're complaining. We're being negative. We're just, oh, this and this and this. And God is saying, I want to bless you in your life. So number one is pause. Number two is ponder. It's ponder. It's a P word because I'm a great pastor. Pause and ponder. Come on, somebody. But here's what ponder means. Ponder means to weigh carefully in the mind. It doesn't mean I'm going to think about it for a second and just go. It means I'm going to weigh this carefully. I'm going to ponder. I'm going to take some time to pause and to reflect. Just, just think. The Bible says in Psalms 111, how amazing are the deeds of our Lord. All who delight in him should ponder them. Should ponder them. Church, you have a choice to make every single day. Do we ponder on all the bad or do we ponder on the goodness of God? Say, God, you are so good. God, you are so amazing. My wife is really good at this. Pastor Lindsay will have a prayer journal. And she's always writing it. Sometimes I'm like, can I borrow that thing? You know, but no, I keep it. I let her have it. And so what she'll do is I let her have it. That's not even, that's wrong, right? Like I won't look at it because I value her privacy, all right? And so she has her prayer journal and uh, she'll begin to write things in it. I know what it's like. The more you pray and the more you go do life, the more you get busy, there comes a moment in our, in, our, in our life where we say, I believe God has answered nothing. 
Like he doesn't even answer prayers anymore. Does God hear my prayers? But then my wife, she'll go back into her prayer journal. She'll look at prayers from six months ago, three months ago, a year ago, years ago. And she'll begin to see that, you know what? God did. God answered this prayer. Oh, my gosh, he answered this prayer. God answers this prayer. And we're encouraged again because she took the time to write it down, to ponder on it, to say God does do miracles. Now my faith is increased. Now I'm excited. Now I'm going to pray audacious prayers, bigger prayers to see what my God can do. But that only comes when we pause and we ponder, when we reflect. You know, there's three types of people in this room. Those who think before they talk, those who think while they talk, and those who think after they talk. Which one are you? And God is saying, let's ponder. Let's pause. Let's ponder. Let's think before we talk. Let's think before we do things. See, pondering things, why am I thinking this way? If you pause and say, man, I've been negative. Man, I've been complaining. I've just been speaking curses. It's kind of a toxic lifestyle. You ask yourself, why am I thinking this way? See, church, we have to think, where is this thought coming from? Where is this coming from? Matthew chapter 9, verse 4, Jesus knew what they were thinking so we asked them, this is what he said, Jesus knew what they were thinking. So the Bible says they thought something. Jesus said, I know what they're saying. This is what he said. Why do you have such evil thoughts in your heart? He didn't say mind. He said, why do you have such evil thoughts in your heart? Because your speech reveals the condition of your heart. So if I'm speaking negativity and doubt or complaining, it's revealing my heart. I mean, I really believe that if you want to change your speech, you got to change your heart. But so many times as Christians, I've seen this in the local church, we'll come in and say, I want to give my life to Jesus. Great. Well, here's what I need you to change. I'm here to tell you that's only, that's, that's temporary. That is not permanent. What we say is, no, 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 we don't need your behavioral modification. We need a heart transformation. I need you to come in and say, let's give our heart to God. Let's begin to know God so we can find freedom. You can't find freedom without knowing God. But when you find freedom, God changes your heart. When God changes your heart, he changes your speech. He begins to change what you say. You become one of those people, everything is awesome. When you're working on a team, right? whatever it is. I said it wrong. Well, see, somebody got it. Thank you, Jesus. All right. But I need a heart transformation. I need a heart transplant. So we need to ponder and meditate on the Word of God. I've got to tell you a little secret on version app. Uh, in the beginning of the year, on the version app, in the beginning of the year, um, I got on with a bunch of other pastors, and uh, we said, let's do a Bible plan. And so together, me and four other guys, we read through the entire Bible in, two, in 2019. It was really cool because I would miss a few days. And it would show the other guys I missed a few days. I'm still saved. I'm getting there, you know. And, and, and so I would catch up on my Bible reading plan. And so on December 25th, we all finished the entire Bible from cover to cover on Version app. What's really great is after we finished every, every devote, you, know, you read like four or five chapters. And then it says, talk about it. And so not only were we reading it together, but we were able to type in and talk about what we read. And it was so cool to see other things I never saw when I was reading the Bible. I'm here to tell you, we got to pause and we got to ponder in our word. To say, God, allow your word 
to change my heart. Your word is a light unto my path. Your word began to help me. Your word began to change me. I love David, Psalm 51. It says, create in me a pure heart. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Restore to me the joy of my salvation so that I can go and make a difference. I love God's word. But when I spend time in God's word, it changes my heart. When my heart is changed, it changes my speech. It changes my outlook. It changes my year. You know, I went on uh, Facebook and uh, became uh, friends with a lot of guys that came, came in for Christmas Eve. Um, I'm friends with a lot of our A-team on Facebook. I love Instagram as well. There's a new Instagram filter. It's hilarious. And so follow me on Instagram as well. I'll follow you back. And uh, so, but I went on Facebook, and I'm friends with a lot of you guys in this room even. I'm looking at some new friends and some old friends. I'm friends with everybody on Facebook. And so what I did this week is I took screenshots of Facebook profiles, okay? So I'm going to start with mine first. So let me put mine up. I love my Facebook profile. Look at that picture. Look at the logo. I am repping our church. Come on, somebody. Somebody, right? I got her. Uh, look at that. See you tomorrow. Uh, let's finish the year strong with our Avenue family. See you Sunday, 930. Down there is Merry Christmas. There's my family. I says, love Jesus, my family, and coffee. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody, right? So that's my Facebook profile. Now what we're going to do is uh, we're going to put other people's Facebook profile. Uh, Kayla. Kayla, we're going to put hers up real quick. Do we have Kayla's? I'm kidding. I messed up, right? You, some of you got real nervous right there, didn't you? Huh? Catherine, let's put up Catherine's, right? Like, no, no, no. Alita looks like, are you okay, Alita? Are you all right? But the reason why we get nervous is because we need to pause. We need to ponder. Then we post. Then we post. I think that's a great hashtag for this year. We should get wristbands, right? T-shirts made up that say pause, ponder, delete. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm talking about right there. You're like, oh, yeah. And they're like, maybe not, maybe not, maybe not. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian, you know. But some of you guys are like, boom. <laughs> I told them, yeah. But I'm going to tell you, that your words have power of life and death, but so does your fingers. So do the things that you type. If you're a millennial, so do your thumbs. Texting. I want to say many of us got nervous because we say, does my Facebook, does that represent curses or blessings? Here's what I found in James chapter 3 verse 9. It says, sometimes it praises our Lord and our Father, but sometimes it curses those. Sometimes it curses those. And I want you to be able to ponder in this last part. It says, those who have been made in the image of God. So those that you're just fed up with, those that you're just... Uh, you're so angry with them, and you're like, ah, they were made in the image of God. And that's hard, church. Whether it's on Facebook, whether it's in person, we say sometimes it praises, sometimes it curses. And listen, if, they, if they've cursed you, they have no power in that, in Jesus' name. And so blessings and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, that is not right. Everybody has been made in the image of God. You know what I want to be known for, church? I don't want to be known for what we're against. I want to be known for what we're for. And we're for people. For people knowing who Jesus is. But the only way that we can change our heart is through God's word and through prayer. So this, uh, as we enter into 2020, I want us to pause, 
I want us to ponder. But I want us to pray. I want us to pray. Pray together as a church. Pray together starting today and tomorrow. I want us to pray. Now, these three steps will help you, but they don't just stop at words, church. It's like, hey, pastor, should I date this person? Then I'll go to church. I need you to pause. I need you to ponder. I need you to pray about it. What would God say? And you're like, oh, I paused for like a second. I said, thank you, Jesus. Right? Like, maybe I have a business partner. It's a big uh, uh, business venture you're going to go on. I want you to pause. I want you to ponder. I want you to pray. Maybe there's an opportunity that comes your way. Jeremy, what do I do? Pause. Let's ponder. Let's pray. Because the Bible says if we ask God for wisdom, if we pause and we ponder, he will give it to us willingly. He'll give us wisdom from heaven that will help us in our day-to-day life. But prayer helps me to clear up the noise. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it says, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It's not old, it's not dead, but the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. That's what prayer does with God's word. God, I need you to expose Expose my innermost thoughts. Expose my innermost desires. Expose it. And I'm here to tell you, the Bible says Jesus stepped into the darkness. The gospel doesn't take bad people make them good. The gospel takes people that are in the dark and pulls them into the light. And when Jesus pulls us into the light, he exposes. And in that exposure, God does some surgery. And when he does some surgery, he removes the curses. He removes the negativity. He removes the toxin. And you're saying, God, thank you for doing a work inside of me so I can handle the plan that God has for my life, plans to prosper me, plans not to harm me, but to give me a hope and a future. So God, expose my heart. Expose inside of me. And so here's what we're going to do as a church. We're going to fast and pray in January. Now, normally we do, come on, you're excited for that, right? Yeah. Now, here's what we're going to normally do. Normally we do 21 days, but I just felt impressed to do, and this is still a typo on there, all right? Is it fixed? Oh, my goodness, it's fixed. Okay, sorry. We're going to do 10 days of prayer and fasting from January 6th to the 16th. And we're gonna, because we're portable, we got to ask for permission and all that. We're asking a few other venues, but we want to end on a worship night. Out of worship night. Say, God, I had 10 days. You've exposed, you reveal, but I'm gonna lay it on the altar. I'm gonna see what God can do. We're just gonna have a night of power, a night of worship, a night of prayer. And so if you're all in, I want you to text fast to our number 727-8280. And here's what I want you to do. Is I want you to think about for the next in January 6th, I want you to think about, see, some people they do um, no meat, sweets, or treats. We call it Daniel Fest. Some people do, you know, no sugar. Some people do no social media. Some people do no television. But I don't even want to push it a step further. I want you to do multiple things. But I want to take it a step further. Think about when you're extremely stressed or maybe something, you just heard some bad news or, or you're fatigued or you're tired. What's the first thing you reach for? I want you to fast that for 10 days. Fast that for 10 days. Do you reach for food item? Do you reach for Facebook? What do you reach for? 
And I want you to say, God, I'm going to give that to you for 10 days. Because, God, something's been exposed, and I've been dwelling on this for comfort. But really, it should be the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, who's the comforter, the counselor. To say, God, I'm going to give you 10 days in January. 10 days of my 2020, which I feel like we're giving God a first fruits. It's like a tithe of our year. To say, God, to 2020, I'm not saying, will it be my best year? I'm not saying, I hope it's my best year. I'm declaring 2020 is my best year in Jesus' name. It's a year of overflow for God's praise and God's glory. So would you stand with me, please? I would love to pray with you. And now i got to hurry up because we got something pretty special after all this. But what I want us to do is I want us to ponder. I want us to pause. I want us to ponder. Man, we got to wait. Why am I talking? But we need to pause. We need to ponder. But, man, we need to pray. But for just a moment, I asked our, our singers to come on out for a real quick second. But can we end the last Sunday of December 29, 2019, with some praise? That today we pause, we ponder, but now we're going to praise. And praise, you know what pray, praise and worship is? It's decoration. It's saying, God, I declare. God, you are holy. God, you are amazing. And so, Father, I declare. And I love the song. We put up that worship song real quick that we just sang where it says breakthrough. That breakthrough is coming. And breakthrough is coming because of the promises of God. By faith, I see a miracle. Will you begin to see a miracle in your life? God, 2019 was rough, but I counted all joy. And I'm moving into 2020 to say, God, it's the year of overflow. God, it's the year of breakthrough. It's the year of miracles today. And if that is you and you receive that word, and God's doing something on the inside of you, I want you to raise your hands and let's begin to sing the song. Let's worship this song. Come on, men in the house. I know what it's like to be a dude. Sometimes we're like this. Yeah, God, give me a breakthrough. Let's raise our hands to say, God, I humbly come before you on the throne of grace and the throne of mercy to say, God, I need a breakthrough in my life. Come on, let's lift our voice. 